Welcome to Women Empower Active, an initiative started by You Are Sportswear to empower women to find their own active adventure. I'm your host, Jacqueline Gross. Today, we are doing a clip show. So we had some amazing guests this year, and I would just like to take all of their words of empowerment and put it into one power-packed show. And I think it's going to be a great episode and maybe something that I come back to when I'm feeling a little less powerful. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Check out 2022 Words of Empowerment. Just know, I mean, I feel like it's kind of cliche, like you can do whatever you put your mind to. Um, it's, you know, I think we've all heard that, but it's true. Like if you really have a goal, you can do it, but also don't feel like you have to accomplish something in a certain amount of time that either you've set for yourself or society has set for you and expected, like do it in your own terms, whatever it is in life, just do it because you want to do it and do it in a way that feels good for you. And it's going to be way more rewarding. You know, don't do it for anyone else. Do it for you. I don't know if I have like a word of empowerment about running because I do it so much for me. Unrelated to running something I always tell people, um, I train a lot of new graduate nurses. Mm -hmm. I just tell them you're one person, you have two hands, you can only do what you can do and um, you're not going to make everyone happy. And so just do your best and that's all you can do. You can't live for other people and what they think and what they want from you. Mm -hmm. It's otherwise you're not going to be mentally well. And I like your one person with two hands. I tell them all that because I started as a new graduate in the ER and it's terrifying. And, and did I cry? Yes. Do I still cry? Yes. But yeah, you got two hands. Everyone's going to want something from you. You could, you guys got to do what's important at the time Mm -hmm. for you or for if it unrelated to work, but related to work for your patient in your own life too, which you are the most important. So Mm -hmm. only do what you can. If you don't have the capacity for other people at that moment, then you don't have capacity to, for other people. Um, to take on whatever their maybe complaints or to even just spend time with people. My mm-hmm. friends know that about me. They'll, they'll say, Hey, are you up for doing this today? And mm-hmm. that's, that's important. So put yourself first, not yeah. in a selfish way, but for your own mental health. Yeah. And I don't think we should speak to it as being like selfish. I think that it's like just important. And like for us to be whole people, we need to make sure that we're okay first before mm-hmm. you get before you get into a relationship, you need to make sure that you're okay first. <laughs> People don't take that. Um, um, or like a job or anything else, you need to make sure that you're okay before you can take on other things. So it is important to be a functional person in society. To Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think the only way you can be in a successful relationship is to be able to be by yourself and take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had failures because of that. Once I realize, once you realize you can do anything on your own, then you can have other people in your life. Exactly. I would say a couple of things. Um, I had these, these great moments. So guiding in Denali and getting that, um, Antarctica guiding gig. Mm -hmm. I asked, I believed in myself and I asked for those things. And so two things, believe in yourself and to ask but also to recognize, like, I'm mad at myself for why didn't I, back then guys, men could say stuff to you that was belittling. Yeah. Why did I hold myself back after they said something? 
you know, it, it makes me so angry because there were so many opportunities that I didn't take. Like one time a guy questioned how I was guiding this river and just this tiny little, little flowy thing. And I was kind of bored. <laughs> and so I was watching the water and I was like, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I turned at the last minute, you know, zero consequences. But this guy was like, what are you doing? Like he probably powered through that section. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to be a river guide here. I don't want to do it. Why the hell not? Why did I hold back because of that friggin' assholes? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then same thing on Denali when, when the lead guide you know, berated me in front of everybody. And then he changed the culture so that they um, felt like they could say negative things to me or blame Mm -hmm. something on me. And like, I, 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 again, you know, walked away from guiding out of like, you know, because of those comments, but Mm -hmm. Now I know women that were at that same time guiding in the Himalayas. Why didn't I go ask to guide in the Himalayas or why didn't I come down to Washington and guide for AAI or Alpine Ascents? You know, like I just, why did I not pursue those things then when I was doing it? And it's totally, I just had some disbelief. I believed, um, I, it's like I would have moments of believing in myself mm-hmm. and then moments of, of running and hiding from kind of myself and from these asshole men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I understand now there's this language of feminism of, um, you know, that's, that was the system that mm-hmm. I was in. And so I know I helped people behind me. You know, Nancy was my mentor and, and my experience opened the doors for 10 other girls, you know, and now, now they're out there and, and I would be that mentor, you know, and sometimes I am that mentor. I mean, I am in that role in my life Mm -hmm. as a teacher. Um, but, um, you know, so my advice would be to just friggin' go for it. Like mm-hmm. ask, do it, try, you learn and you get to experience all of that cool stuff and, you know, honor yourself. Um, having that yoga practice was helpful, you know, cause I, um, you know, was self-aware and I, you know, I, I got to do yoga if I wasn't mm-hmm. in the mountains. Um, but yeah, so just go for it and you know, believe in yourself and just always ask and seek out. Um, you know, there were so many things I didn't do because I didn't even know that they were possible. I didn't know that I could have gotten a guiding job in the Himalayas. Yeah. Now I'm like, you were my same age at the same time. We could have been doing that together. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't I know that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just seek out those opportunities and absolutely ask for them. Go for it. I would, like to say that I have an example of you being a mentor when um, I was actually wanted to interview after Ursula told me the story of how you decided to tell this. Um, I think they were like a bike training company. And you said that you would take one of their clinics as soon as they had a female instructor. And so they had to go hire a female instructor for you to take their clinic. And so you're still doing the mentoring, you know, yeah. doing it. Like, yeah. And I was her first client. Really? 
Yeah. And it was awesome. And she's so great. She's yeah. so, she's so excited that this is her career, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really fun. That's huge. Ask for female instructors. I say empower yourself. You are your own best friend through your whole life. You have to get a great relationship with yourself. I think the biggest thing is life is like exposing every truth that you may be hiding, whether you're scared of telling people the truth or whatever. You have to be very honest with yourself and know who you are and make that relationship with yourself number one in the world. Like that you have to, because every other relationship follows the one you have with yourself. So um, that's number one. And then lifestyle, like healthy, healthy lifestyle, just movement every day and eating healthy. And like, it will change your life. I mean, it really, really well. And, and, and yeah, just staying positive and knowing you can get through anything. You just have to put your mind to it and, and know you can do it. And, and it's the relationship you have with yourself. It's, it's number one. It's key to everything else you've got going. It really doesn't matter what you do. It's just, just that you do. So if you like something, if you like to walk, if you like Pilates, if you like water walking, if you like whatever it is, just find something that you like and do it. And don't be unapologetic about spending time on yourself in that way because it makes everything easier. I, I, even the hardest times are made easier if you can get a little mo- movement in somewhere. Don't compare it to anything. Just go do it. As like somebody who's tried so many different things, um, what would you say like to somebody who like might be a little bit apprehensive? Do something that gives you more confidence. Like if you don't want people to see you when you're walking, then walk a little bit earlier in the morning. Don't go to the gym. Don't go stand on a treadmill. I mean, that might be something that happens later, but maybe first, the first thing you do is try walking around the block at a time when it's quiet so that you don't feel like you have to be a self-conscious and that those are hard things, but it's, it's worth it. It's like something that somebody has to, to find the meaning or value in, and that has to be of more worth than the, you know, reticence or the fear of, of being seen while doing whatever it is. I felt that way when I went to the gym to try classes, because these are classes and all these people have gone before and they know what's going on. And I don't know what's going on. And so maybe to, to, break a chunk off of it and say, well, I'll do this for five minutes. I'll try it for 10 minutes. And maybe that's all it is, 10 minutes a day. And I think once 10 minutes goes by for a while, it begins to be easier. And then that's the goal. It's like to be able to get out and do it and not necessarily how it looks to other people. I always remember when I was running, you would tell me that you can do anything for five minutes. It's really true though. I mean, that's you know, the only thing you can't do is hold your breath. I mean, maybe then you can, but that's what I, I really think you can try it. You don't have to like it. And you can try something else to find out what it is you do like. And maybe it's going to be high chi. Maybe it's going to be something that's just totally different. The other thing too, is that when you go to something that's like a class, everybody mm-hmm. wants you to succeed. The teacher wants you to succeed. The people around you want you to succeed. I think that whole notion of like having to compete maybe like how we did in, in high school or because that's kind of many people's last experience with sports was then when a bunch of immature personalities are all trying to vie for whatever they were trying to get. It's not like that anymore. Everybody wants everyone to succeed. It's a total different attitude. And if it isn't, if that's a gym where people are looking you up and down, don't go to that gym, go to a different one. When I was doing yoga, when I was starting to learn how to do yoga, a lot of the message was 
pay attention to what's happening on your mat. And it wasn't that you don't look at the other people. It was just that what's that might be that might be interesting and it might be something that you can't help but compare yourself to. But really what the important thing that's happening is what's on your mat. That's the important thing. Those might be distractions. That might be something you want to talk to your in your head about, oh, they can do this better than me. But that's really not important. The important thing is what's happening just on your mat. And it was almost like I could just close back in and let my attention just be. A lot of athletes that I've coached and I've had, like they have such big lofty goals, make their pace a little bit faster for workouts than like, maybe I probably should just to like challenge them, see where they're at, just because yeah. they are improving so much week by week, especially with the group I have now, it's going to be a hard workout. And sometimes like, it's hard for them to like regulate and not like panic when they really like fall off pace or they're not feeling good or it's feeling really hard. And like half the time, I just have to be like, it's okay. It's okay. You're good. And like, I feel like that's what I say like most of the time now. Cause there's a lot of times when like, especially, like I said, they're like all freshmen or COVID freshmen. So they're mm -hmm. new to college running and athletics. We went to a really big meet this year where, um, you know, Arkansas, the previous like national championship team, like they were there and my athletes were like, we recognize them off Instagram, a situation like that. And they were yeah. like, we don't belong here, you know, like one of those things. And like from the gun went off, it was like, you could tell they're like panicking. So I feel like I tell them like, you're good. You're good. It's okay. Like, I have to say that like most of the time right now, that's kind of the phase that we're in myself doing workouts where like the paces used to be easy, like back in my college days compared to like now I tell myself that as well. And that always yeah. like works I tell myself like, you can't compare yourself as much, but you know, it's hard not to do that when you're, especially when yeah. you're comparing yourself to yourself. So yeah, the you're good. It's okay. Just kind of like, you know, accept where you're at in the moment, you kind of get wrapped up in the feeling of like how hard it is, or if you don't feel good. And kind of forget that like half the time, most of the time you're still on pace, you're still mm -hmm. running well. So just kind of like, you know, telling them that and getting them to like, take that deep breath being like, yes, it's okay. Like we're good where we're at. You don't have to focus on anything else, but your race and yourself. And you kind of have to kind of go inside a little bit and try to stay focused on your own, what you can do that day. And whatever you can do that day is what you needed to do that day. So I wouldn't worry about anything that you've done in the past and what you might do in the future. Just really worry about being present, focused in the moment. You know, for me, I was like, before I got started, I was just like, what if I can't do this? Like, what am I doing here? I don't, you know, I haven't raced in so long. And so it was really nice to just be like, okay, well, you know, all I have to do is just keep going. <laughs> and I did, you know, and that's, was able to control a lot more than that. But if that's all you can do is just show up and run, that's really all you need to do. A lot of people think like, oh, I ran in high school or college. I must be a marathoner now. And I'm like, no, yeah. you, don't yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do that and be like a real runner. Because for the longest time, I'm like, I don't want to do a marathon. A lot of people think of that as like the, oh, you're a real runner. If you not, you know, just yeah. do a marathon. And I'm like, I have no desire. I like the speed, not the 800 type speed, <laughs> which is the other side of what yeah. you used to do. But like, I love like the 5k and the 10k. And for me, I've always had to revert back to why do I run and why is it important to me? So I think that's an important thing to remember is like, what's your why to go out there and run every day? I, you know, I got words. I always have lots of words. Um, <laughs> 
I think uh, a good word in terms of uh, one thing I can say is boundaries, right? Like it's important to know yourself and have boundaries. So other people are things, know your perimeters, right? Because again, talking about before, so many times we as women are like, yes, I'm trying to take care of everyone and do all the things, but it's important for us to be like, I have boundaries. I've set perimeters of like, this is what I will do. This is what I won't do. And it's okay. And so I think that's important to establish what are your boundaries? And if people cross them, like either how to kind of push back or be like, I told you no, like, you know, kind of stay, hold true to your boundaries. Um, you know, if it makes people uncomfortable, or unhappy, that's not your problem. That is not your issue. That is theirs. And I think it's important to keep that in mind because a lot of times we tend to move our boundaries or like, oh, that's okay. It's like, no, have your boundaries that you know that are good for you and whatever aspects. And then again, if people don't like them or it upsets them, just keep in mind that that is not your issue. That is their issue for them to deal with because you've established your, your boundaries. And that's so important. I mean, that's one thing that I, I've learned that I want. If I can say anything, establish your boundaries and those who have feelings about it, those are their feelings. Got nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. And I, I definitely want to, I still want to have that conversation about boundaries too with you and a group of women. I think it would be really good to talk that through. Um, yes. Just like how we deal with that. Cause it is so hard to set your boundaries. Like I have a terrible time in the moment. I mean, I realize it later when I'm like, why did I sign up for this? You know? <laughs> right. But I think, but you know what we were talking about, I think it's important because if we yeah. think about again, the trauma that, you know, our body holds and then mm-hmm. our feelings, how we feel about ourselves because yeah. we didn't establish those boundaries. That's not healthy right? That is unhealthy and that is not good. It it sometimes gets toxic. So, right. So, I mean, not like you're like, oh, woke up boundaries, but once you get through that process of more like, I'm going to establish this and here it is. um, I think that makes a difference because we tend to put so much on ourselves because we've moved our boundaries to accommodate other people, um, but not accommodating ourselves or putting ourselves first. And I think that's, that's important. Um, and depending, of course, where people are in their lives, but just, you know, I think you come to a point where like, for me, it's my health. Like, nope, I gotta put this up because otherwise I'm gonna get sick. I'm gonna be in the hospital. Um, and it's not good. So I, you know, but it's important to establish that. Well, I think the first thing is you have to think, what is it that I truly have my heart on? What would I truly love to do? Okay. What's that? Well, and then, you know, then there's the difficulties. And you have to say, okay, now I need to plan for this. And then keep planning. And only when the plan is in place that you, that you, that you take that first step. Because as I've said before, a, a goal without a plan is simply a dream. So plan and plan. Get it down right. And then, um, and then you come to, to pitfalls and, and, and problems. And, well, okay, then they will take some research or some figuring out around this barrier. Then once you're around that one, there's going to be another one on the other side. So you just keep on, keep on solving those problems mm-hmm. until you have that plan in place. Mm-hmm. When that plan is solid in your mind, mm-hmm. and then something else that I do, is now, I, for instance, when, when I took my uh, solo walk to the pole, I knew I was, polar bears would be the greatest 
So I would sit and I, and I actually envisioned myself meeting a polar bear. What will I do? And, and, and in my mind, I'd see pictures of how I'd be standing there with my flare pistol and with Charlie and these sorts of things. And I mm -hmm. practice that in my mind, what I will do in those emergencies. And so in, in emergency uh, situations, what I do is I, I try to visualize them and visualize myself actually, actually solving them at the time so that when I'm confronted, if I'm confronted with that mm -hmm. problem, I'm immediately ready to do it because I've already practiced it in my mind. It's just the same as in sports. Um, you might throw the discus a hundred times in, in a workout, but you've sat for an hour probably just visualizing that perfect technique that, and it's drilled into your mind. It's the same as when you're planning for an expedition or anything difficult, figure out the pitfalls and imagine what you will do and see in your picture, in your mind's picture there, what you will do at that instance. Then when it, if it happens, you will be able to react. So that's all part of the planning. Yeah. Well, I'm reading The War of Art. I don't know if you've ever read that. It's actually a very quick read. They're like really short paragraphs under a lot of topics. Um, and it's basically all about uh, resistance. Normally when we're trying something that we kind of care about, we have this fear or resistance that comes up. And if you're trying to get into climbing or you face like imposter syndrome or something like that, that is just resistance showing itself. And that means that you really do care about this thing and try to use that resistance as something positive. Like, okay, I recognize that I have all of these feelings and then take that and move forward with it. And just know like you're feeling that way because you really care. Um, it doesn't have to define you. Again, like we, we shouldn't put value into the results. Uh, you should put value in the process. Being able to see that resistance and um, use that to your advantage and enjoy the process of, of learning. Is that kind of how you come to like competition now? Yeah, I, well, I haven't competed in a while, but I do try climbs that are kind of beyond what I ever thought. And it's like the first thing that goes through my mind is like, well, you can't do that. There's no way. Uh, and then I'm like, no, I actually, I think if I break down this climb into certain sections, I can totally do it. You know, I can do some sections already. Um, like, what can I learn from this climb? And so like, it is kind of the process of like, what my sessions look like to develop myself for this climb um, and doing things that I never thought I could. Like, I think the last couple of years of, of climbing really showed me that I, I've been holding myself back mentally because uh, I didn't think I could ever climb double digit. And, and I did it multiple times in the last couple of years. I think it's more like we're a little bit more like limitless, you know, like we shouldn't, we put our own limits on ourselves. I definitely will take that one and think about it for a while. My words of empowerment is just like, 
focus on the thing that you can control and also something that's going to make you better and really, you know, break it down and look at your race critically and, you know, not necessarily belittle yourself, but find ways that you think you can improve that will ultimately get you where you want your ultimate goal. So, um, yeah, I hope that you can take from it what you will. And the final point would be like, you know what? We always get this messaging of like new year, new you. And honestly, you can start at any time. We're training right now for next year. You know, it doesn't matter that it's January 1st, 2023. We're training now. You can make that change now. Um, do something different today, this very second. And like, and you can always start over <laughs> at any of the, at any time, you know, there's no, there's no new year needed. You can start and rebuild yourself or get yourself stronger or refocus at any point, any point in time. So, you know, do, do your best every day. I love doing this. Thank you so much for being here and listening. And I hope these words of empower you drive you as much as they drive me to do the best that I can in the ways that I compete and push myself. So uh, I will see you in 2023. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you. You can follow me personally. That's at Jacqueline Gross, J-A-C-A-L-Y-N-G-R-O-S-S. I mostly take pictures of rocks and trees. You can follow UR Sportswear. That's the letter U, the letter R, Sportswear on all social platforms. And you can check out any of our products at URSportswear.com. Thank you so much for listening. And Happy New Year!